0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate.
1: And I'm Norman Mitchell, and I practically don't use social media.
0: Good for you. <laughs> Today, we're talking about Minute 123 of Part 4 Change Machine. It starts with... Uh, Alfred still asking Master Wayne if he is all right after taking a huge fall. Um, And then the minute is going to end with Wonder Woman leaping to the rescue to rescue the Flash from uh, a bunch of flying monkeys that just picked him up and took him away. Um, Yeah, there's a there's a there's a lot going on in this minute, but something that I think is kind of an overall narrative for, for everyone in this minute is that, um, it kind of slows the pacing down a bit. Kind of, you know, there's a lot of action has been happening. Um, a lot of people have had a turn to fight Steppenwolf. Um, and now that the, the Nightcrawler is, is, is damaged. It's, it's fallen, um, outside the, the tunnel, Cyborg, uh, has helped rescue all the Star Labs, uh, employees and gotten them to safety. Um, and of course, the flash in in yesterday's minute has taken a fall and is somewhat incapacitated. Um, um, the minute here is going to start slowing things down by um, the action that Steppenwolf and, and Wonder Woman they've been going at it for a few minutes now, and in this minute, it's going to start with Steppenwolf, um, you know, seeing Wonder Woman build up this this iconic clash that we've seen in the movies before um my my first topic that i want to talk about is just how much i love that they that they continue to make this attack that wonder woman has um like they keep it they keep it important they keep it like it's never well and, and later in the film we'll see that you know someone has the ability to stop her from doing it but by showing it again in this movie because we saw it in 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 Dawn of Justice, but what's great about this is that they 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 remind you just how powerful this this attack is by Wonder Woman, this ability, um, and so they don't they don't allow it to dilute at all. I love how they keep this as like this is a very powerful thing that any of the yeah. superheroes could do. I mean, it's um, like her down B, you know? Yeah, it's like her special <laughs> her her super her super attack. It is, uh, and so I I always love it. I, I love that they were just like. She's going to use it on Steppenwolf, and he's not going to stop it. He's going to take it, and you know it's going to, you know, we're we're going to remind everyone that this is a super powerful attack move. But I absolutely love it. So I love seeing it.
1: Yeah, this is her three bar special? You know, her super super street. Fighter yes,
0: move. yes, yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, big fan of it. Big fan of seeing it. Um, um, you you mentioned just as we were we were talking about it, but the the uh, ancient battle hymn. Yeah, big fan of it.
1: Yeah i I love all the music associated with Wonder Woman. Like in her movie, in these movies, it's it's really good stuff. Some something about it just like I don't know tickles the fantasy part of my brain.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally agree. Um, I I'm a big fan, of course. I I love the memes as well. I love uh, I, I love seeing the internet have its have its way with you know is it too much? Is is it overused? And then there was memes of it just being associated with everything because the subtitles will tell you every single time it's playing. Yeah. Uh, so there's a part of me that loves that too, but yeah, the music for wonder woman has always been top tier and we talked about it last week, but it's, um, it's a really good decision to give wonder woman a, a not more calm, but it's more um, subtle instead of just playing the electric cello every single time she's doing something cool. So it's 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 like a nice touch. It's a nice um, complement to the Wonder Woman theme. Is she with you by Hans Zimmer? It's nice to have this one instead to kind of have more of a build up and have that ancient hymn as if she's tapping into her um, her demigod roots and, and to have that kind of high fantasy um, connection to it. So, and that's and that's a reason why I really like. Um, these Zack Snyder movies, these DC movies, is because, like, I think it breaks that law that everyone says. Like these these DC movies always try to be so realistic, so down and gritty. Um, when when the reality is that you see this Wonder Woman here, and it's like this isn't too real of a Wonder Woman. It's not hyper realistic. It's like it does have that fantasy element to it, and it, it keeps it, like you said. It makes it just, just makes it fun and fantastical. Right.
1: Like she clearly has magic powers. Like and the, the movie's not shy about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so another thing we'll see here. Nate, did you have any uh any any anything to talk about with Wonder Woman here?
2: Um I think it's a really good use of the uh the slowed down pacing of um kind of wrapping up the battle. Um it really does work uh extremely well um one of my favorite things about this this sequence especially between the wonder woman and steppenwolf part is um you know we say it all the time but steppenwolf's armor and how it's reacting to these massive hits um especially when he gets you know hit with the uh with the down b and he <laughs> and he gets up from laying down and his armor's like you know it, it's activated it is in it's freaking out <laughs> yeah it's like defense mode it's like oh something hit me like i'm all, all my flaps and drag fins are extended. Like, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, you get the feeling, like, the armor, like, both extends to, like, slow down his, like, him getting tossed. But also, like, it probably gets thicker and, like, pointier in the point of impact, like, as it comes in and stuff, too. Like, I get the feeling, like, this shifts around to protect him. That's what I
2: was thinking. Like, I, w- I was kind of looking to see if, like, when he got blasted back, like, that amount of force would... Like, remove the armor, kind of. I guess, like, the nanotechnology thing, like an Iron Man, yeah, Infinity yeah. War kind of thing. Like, it would, you know, some of the armor was getting hit right there, so it did diminish that armor. So it's, like, back, and, you know, it'll it'll grow back kind
1: of thing. Um, I think I, you I, that's can what I was see, thinking. I think you can see a little bit of stuff. Like, right when he lands near the beginning of this minute, it does look like the armor on his legs is, like, thickened up, and it's bristled.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, like, it took the impact, and then, like, he stands up. And it kind of writes itself back into like a default state when he turns around and say, "You have the blood of the old gods in you." Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like that. I, I, yeah, I, good catch. Because I, I, my, my whole, uh, you know, I was too busy looking at Wonder Woman, and being like, "Oh, that's awesome! I love this shot. I love, I love the ramp up. You know, I, I love that." Just cinematically, that they set up this shot, and they were just like, "Okay, you know, gal, just." do this really cool pose and we'll cut there. And then, you know, that's just taking that one shot because they, they do something similar like that in Dawn of justice. I remember in behind the scenes and they, they orchestrate, or I'm sorry, they choreograph Gal Gadot to do this, this clash. And it's always just like that one take. She just gives it all 100% and just being like, I'm going to do this the coolest way possible. And that's, that's it. That's your take. Um, so uh, to me, that my focus is always on her because I just love the costume design. I love the way that the character is and presented. Um, so yeah, I, I was not really paying attention to Steppenwolf there, but good call out because the armor we've talked about so many times. It's like it's so cool how it's this living armor that you don't really get to see that often. Uh, sometimes a villain is just wearing armor, but it it only for design, and you don't really get to see it half. Uh, almost, a, almost a personality of itself, yeah. or, or it'd be a way to, to show expression of, of the villain. So, yeah, fantastic. Um,
1: it does look spikier when he hits the dirt after he gets thrown back, too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's definitely yeah, yeah. In
2: a defensive mode. You know, attack mode, defensive mode, something.
1: Right. I play Steppenwolf face down in defense mode. Exactly. <laughs> exactly
0: it's cool yeah and then you'll see like later on in the movie when, when when he's angry and he's yelling like the armor like almost like the hair on like a cat and just like yeah it spikes up <laughs> uh you gotta let the know you gotta let people know you're angry by you know fraying your armor <laughs> you gotta
1: look bigger to, to project yeah. strength, even though yeah, you're already yeah. the biggest guy in the room exactly guess it doesn't feel That's that a- way when superman's around but you know
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, <laughs> or dark side, and, and like all the armor Man. bleeds off. <laughs> um, we we cut to a scene with with cyborg or or really Victor Stone and, and Silas Stone. They have a moment here. Um, I think it's important to talk about what they're what they're talking about specifically because we have talked for quite a bit about not not only on this podcast but when we do Doom Patrol radio, um, this this conflict between victor stone and silas stone uh in this moment here um well he he did choose to to rescue his father he, he didn't allow his father to um be tortured by a steppenwolf and so silas stone says to victor i didn't think you'd show up um and then victor replies with well you're my you're my father um how how do we feel about this moment here do we feel like this is um this paints a good picture of 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 them recuperating, or do do they do we feel like Victor's just having to do this, and is forced to just save him?
2: I found it kind of odd to think that um, Silas, like already was was or at least was hoping that Victor would would save him. Like he, you know, the th- I didn't think you'd show up, like, but you did. But you did think at one point, "Oh, my son could save me from this situation." Like you were thinking that, just inherently, like, "Oh crap, I got kidnapped by aliens! My son better come save me because I built him into a Star Labs defense robot."
0: <laughs> yeah does it does this scene work for you guys? I guess it's a. I mean, it's 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 plausible. It's, it's up there. We, we talk so much about Silas and Victor Stone. Um, I think it mostly yeah,
1: works it, for me. Yeah, like joe morton's great i just like joe morton oh like of course yeah. yes like uh i i recently just rewatched watched all of house and like he's in a first season episode of that and just like is just a really memorable performance as like a senator and just like i've loved joe morton ever since then like as far as i can remember um, yeah when i first saw that and i'm just like oh this this guy's great i just find him like really relatable like all of his performances um so th- yeah. in this moment here like uh, I like Silas Stone in this movie. I think he does a really good job of coming across as both like compassionate, but also like hurt. But he's like ultimately he's blaming himself. I think that all comes through in the performance. It does. It it really does. I mean, Joe Joe Morton is incredible. What was I just watching
2: recently? Uh, King of the Monsters. Yeah, Showed I was gonna in say he's, was he's like in... oh he's older version
0: of the, uh the guy from Skull Island. Yeah,
2: and it was it was just you know uh, a really Brooks. small part, but yeah great great bit um anyway yeah I I do think that all of the emotions do show within this character in this minute it is a very important uh Victor Stone and Silas Stone moment for the two of them I just like I, I I don't I don't know I mean Cyborg obviously knew that his father was kidnapped because he came home and everything was ransacked and stuff and then he went to go find Batman and Wonder Woman. And then they go and find Steppenwolf, who was kidnapping everybody. But it still just doesn't fit that Silas was assuming Cyborg was just going to... I mean, maybe, maybe it's, I'm... It's
0: always, it's always tough because Silas, yes, Silas in, in comic books and in other shows and other movies. So Silas has always been like, yeah, well you know, I saw an opportunity to, to save your life in this way by, by using the technology that I work on every day. And so it's, it's weird because, and it's also weird that it's Joe Morton, but it's like you created a Terminator out of your son who you don't spend time with and then expect your Terminator son to save you. It's like, are you a good person? And I guess regardless if you're a good person, you need saving and a hero is going to save you. So
1: I think there's a flip side to look at that that I think the movie is trying to want you to look at it in, which is that Silas just has faith that Victor is a good person.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: And th- like I... just faith that he's a good person. That's not a selfish thing to be like thing to be like, "Oh, he'll he'll save me." That's just believing that Victor is good.
0: Uh, yeah. And I think you're right. I think that's 100% the way that, um, especially this movie and, and all three movies Man of Steel, Dawn of Justice, is that we can be good people. We can be better. Uh, we can yeah. stop fighting and betraying and killing each other. Um, that there's good in us. And, you know, when you have the, the advantage and the privilege of, of what your abilities give you, it's, it's, it's choosing to protect people. That's what a hero yeah. does, and that's what that's the good in you. Yeah. So,
1: and I think it's a really good parallel too, like the the tape that Victor listens to in mm-hmm. this movie, um, because there is directly paralleled when Superman wakes up and he's in the Kryptonian ship, and we hear the speech from Jor-el and Jonathan. It's mm-hmm. incredibly similar to what the sentiment that Silas is trying to get across to Victor on the tape versus what we're hearing again from Jorel and Jonathan, which is just one of those things that more feels like part of the point here was that Cyborg was going to be the flagship hero going forward.
0: Yeah. Another thing we talked about, and something I've been talking about a lot lately, just in general, is kindness. And, and I think that's another thing that makes people good is uh is the is kindness in the sense of of kinship and that when si- when Victor replies with, well, you're my father, it's not so much, like, indebted. It's not saying, like, oh, just because you're, father, uh, you're my father, I'm saving you. But the idea of family, and, and the more we can do that with each other as strangers, um, his connection to this person named Silas Stone, is my he's my father. And so I have a connection to you, and if we can do that with more people, um that helps unite us and, and care about one another. And I think it's important to have that kindness in a, in a superhero. And it, it's it's emulated as well in Dawn of Justice with the Martha scene. We've talked a lot about that, of course. Um, but just finding out that someone has a mother uh, and, and, you know, a mother who's, who's in danger and at risk of dying and, you know, you, you share a connection to that, I think it creates kindness. It creates a connection to a stranger um, in a way that like you want to do the right thing for them. And the more that we can relate to each other and connect with each other, um, we start, we stop treating each other as as strangers and, you know, like that's, that's the beauty here. So I think here in the, in this moment, because there's a lot more of the movie to go on and there's, you know, like, like you said, there's a, there's a whole, um, this Victor stone character is still growing as a character, and with his father, and wrestling with with how he feels about his father. So in the moment, he might be limping by saying, "Well, you're my father. I, you know, I felt like I had to save you." And he himself doesn't know why he did it. So he's just yeah. like, "Well, you're my father. I gotta go now." Um, right. He still feels
1: like a monster, so he hasn't quite accepted that like he's a good person. Like, I think he
0: still feels like his father is a monster. Right. And like, he's it's, like, it, it goes
1: both ways, right? Because like he looks yeah. at himself like a monster. Like, yeah but he also sees what his father did to him and he has like afflicted feelings about it because like what was his father supposed to do like just let his son die when he had the means to not let that happen like well that's the point i mean that's that's the argument
0: i don't, yeah <laughs> yeah that that's, you know? I think that's been an unanswered question <laughs> I think we, we've talked about it on doom patrol radio as well um and, like there, and there is
2: a selfish side to
0: that yeah but,
2: um you know for the for the greater good kind of thing and then we're now we're talking we're talking Spock stuff, right. you know? Like, now we get, get into like, it feels. Theology. I don't even think feels Silas like Stone fault.
1: cares if Victor would have been a hero or a villain. All he cared about was, like, my wife is dead. I'm not going to let my son die. I don't think he cared what the final result of that was. In yeah. that moment, it was just, I can't let Victor die. Yes. Does he in, feel in that regret? moment, it was, yes.
2: I 100% agree with this particular Joe Morton Silas Stone. In the moment, yes, he was. I need to do everything that I can to save the only remaining family like my son absolutely i'm going to do it it's after the fact that it's like you did an experiment that you didn't understand what was all going on and now your outcome is something that you can't even understand or comprehend you can just state facts of you know ability you can do this you can do this you can do this and since you can do all this you are an incredibly powerful asset and now you're also star labs Property, yeah, like. and we, we
0: we talked a little bit about being that um that kafka metamorphosis thing like now victor has to live with like being this monster um you know frankenstein as well comes into play like this is frankenstein's monster saving dr victor frankenstein and, and being like you know d- does he deserve it does he, you know but it's 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 that kind of conflict that i um that we like to talk about and so um i think in this moment um, the expectation from Silas, I think that that's one thing to consider. But I, I think, I think in this moment in the film, uh, I think Victor is is he himself is just like, why am I being a good person? Yeah, <laughs> why am I doing this? I'm not sure.
1: Right, he's on his um, path to accepting that he is just like inherently a good person. Also, like this moment is a demonstration to the audience too, without like really telling you that like. Victor's not a hypocrite. He complained about his father never showing up, and then he showed up for his father.
2: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. he's, I mean, it's just a, a broad paintbrush stroke of just depicting him as a hero. Victor yeah. acted without thinking, you know? Right. Even if it wasn't his father that was there, he would have still stepped in to stop Steppenwolf from, you know, killing somebody
1: that was there.
0: Yeah. And, they you know, they both lost someone, you know, they, you know, Um,
1: I think it's important, too, that Victor sees his father stand up to and save someone else right before that. Yes.
0: Yeah, that is a good call out. Yeah, because he did step in to save Howard um, from being tortured by the the little spider robot. Um, And uh, yeah, and he, he did step in and help save him. And maybe that helps him not see his father as... Dr. Frankenstein, but sees his father as, as a doctor who helped bring him back to life after losing his wife uh, and, and Victor losing his mother to, to not just seeing his, his, his father as like some, um, Absentee. crazy scientist. Yeah. 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 Right. yeah. First absent father. Yeah. That's then a, that's another thing. Then, then crazy thing. scientist. Yeah. <laughs> right. Absent yeah. father is
2: a really big thing. Cause it, it
0: is just like, you know, it's just not showing up. Um, yeah. And then, when you do show up, you ruin my life. <laughs> you keep me alive and you, you ruin my life. Uh, and so, and then he's like, Oh, uh, we, you, yeah. you, you still have a life, Victor. You can go out. And it's like, like this? You want me to go outside like this?
1: <laughs> I kind of wish there was a little bit more of like his human body as the cyborg design. Um, but that's like, I think a bias from liking the Teen Titans design. I think that yeah. really
2: does come from that and it's just, you know, inherent with the character. It's the same idea with trunks on Superman. It's like you're going to complain about not having red underwear on him and he just has, you know, all one color blue pants and you're like, "Well, why?" Because you needed that partition of of color to to just represent separation of clothing like what's the what's the model like why are you getting so attached to that model
1: i do think the partition of color helps break up the silhouette like that is something i do think is true at
2: times when you're drawing as an artist as an illustrator yes 100 percent you take into that consideration but yeah. also when you're making a comic book and doing a whole page and a panel and stuff and you're working within those lines like you have the ability to direct the
0: attention anywhere you want you know it's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I get I, I get it. I am a it. huge it's fan just... of I'm a huge fan of both. And so like I that the whole Superman thing, I've always been like I'm I'm okay with whatever. Like yeah, if um, Henry Cavill Superman just all of a sudden just had red trunks. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't enough. I, I would have been like, cool. Yeah. Would we'll just give you the even, next movie. It doesn't even
1: need to be trunks for me, but like if it was just like a solid line of some kind. Like a that's solid belt or something, like that's a, it. So, a seam, mm. sort of seam that separates mm-hmm. something that actually shows
2: uh like l- limb functionality <laughs> yeah. yeah instead yeah, of just he... a one one suit spandex that's like oh well
1: how do you get the boots on that's my goddamn question like well i just think scene. without breaking it up it makes it harder to track in action like where of the course. limbs are and what's happening of course of yeah. course.
2: and then yeah of course give him a big red cape that makes it a, a lot better so <laughs> um, i do love it I but love yeah the... But, but the design of cyborg like I, I i kind of fall into the same boat of uh, I'm open to all designs of cyborg. I want to see how any artist wants to imagine this yeah, character. Yeah, yeah. Um, if it's if it's more skin, then it's like okay, then you are going by the definition of cyborg, you know? Yeah. Half organic, half inorganic kind of deal. Um, I don't know. It's, but then it's like okay, well you're gonna have like exposed guts or, so, like, what's containing it, you know, I don't, I... Oh, like w- General whatever. Grievous. Whatever. we get <laughs> He's an organ uh, sack. <laughs> we get more human body cyborg in Doom Patrol, and there's nothing that we complain about that at all. You
0: know? Yeah, I, I <laughs> really like, I like cyborg, how cyborg looks in, in Doom Patrol. I, I like, I, first of all, I love the, the real practical prosthetics and stuff like that. I, I love, you know, part of his body is still there, like, when it's, you know, like I think his forearm or his bicep is, like, human and stuff like that. So there's parts of him that are, it just kind of look like, well, this actor is wearing a lot of pads, like, yeah. sports pads. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but it looks really, really cool. Um, it looks more armor than, um, like, incorporated
2: into the actual skin, I guess yeah. you're going to say. Um, but I was going to say love, one thing about this. Oh, uh, sorry. Sorry.
0: No, go for it. I have plenty more to say about Cyborg's years? suit, so you you can stop me whenever. Um, go for it.
2: I was just gonna say, like, at least with this design of Cyborg, I feel like there's more of like uh and it's kind of going back to like what the idea of this character is supposed to be for how he sees himself, and it gives that uh like ex Mahina kind of look where it is just like full humanoid robot body and then cut out of, of, like, the animated face, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah, you're straight-up AI with
0: that mm, kind of... That, that like side the, uh, of, Vikander... Yeah, that X-Men. side of, yeah. of uh,
2: science fiction um, cyborg, yeah. I guess.
1: I get it, yeah. Like, I, I think part of the reason that, like, I enjoy the idea of there being a little bit more of, like, the human parts is that it makes it look more immediately like this is someone caught between rather yes. than just, like, someone that's, like, more fully one than the other. Yeah, he does yeah. look
2: like he's more infused. I mean, like, and he is. I mean, there's a lot that this cyborg uh, can do that, you know, comic book cyborg really doesn't do. Be- you know, the, the extra limbs, there's, yeah, you know, different types of weaponry that he has. There's, there's all sorts of things that, you know, take over. I mean, the dude can even talk with mother boxes in, like, a weird... A, a more intense way than, than we've ever even seen in in comic books, other than just you know, being able to open up a boom tube. It's like no, you are
0: technically one of that thing. <laughs> yeah, you are one of those. You, right? you, you are a copy. spawn of that. Yeah. Yeah. I so I always struggle with with design. I first of all, I love Ray Fisher. I love this cyborg. I love the design somewhat. I think there's a problem that I usually. Like, I, I th- every, the design of the head to the neck. And I love how, like, all these cables go down into the center of the chest and has, like, this kind of warm red glow from the inside of it instead of just being, like, a big red light symbol um, that cyborg usually has. Um, I, I love that organic design. Sometimes, though, with organic designs being alien, there can be um, a struggle of, of really, um, comprehending what you're looking at and so we kind of had that with the dark flash and the flash movie and there there was a little bit like that with with cyborg's uh suit because it's I, it always goes back to my mind of it's like well if someone wanted to draw fan art and if they you know draw wonder woman uh, and they they know the design superman they know it steppenwolf even even with all the crazy spikes and stuff people can generally do a quick sketch of what they think of but cyborg here like there, there's, there, there's a bit of um, like unknown territory when it gets to like his body where it's just like, I really don't know what, what's going on there. What's <laughs> going on? Like, I don't know. You know, the contours, there may be a little too much contouring in, in different spots, but I understand that it's supposed to in, uh, evoke like um, like he's a monster. He's not perfect. He's, you know, struggling with looking this grotesque a little bit and it is supposed to be alien technology. So there is that kind of formation, I think, which explains it. But it to me, yeah, there's a part that I go, I wouldn't be able to draw that. I wouldn't yeah. like, or if a person was doing cosplay and they had to like warp foam, it's like ha wh- what is I don't know where to start with that. So it is it's kind of like unknown territory sometimes with this suit. But overall, I love it. You know, I especially the neck um uh, and, and the, the chest cavity. Yeah, I, I love all that. Um, and I love him having the extra arms, mm-hmm. I wish they would do that more. Cause I, I, I don't know. It to me that's like another monster thing that I love. It's just like when he yeah. has the extra limbs. It's like let me let him let him have four arms more often. I think that's yeah. cool. Um, our next scene is gonna be. Uh, I th- I think it's Barry g- being taken by the parademons. Yeah. yeah, he gets
1: shot uh, in the leg. <laughs> he does, I and mean, he immediately not- freaks out. This little wound across one leg. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I think that's a good call. I think I think it's great to show. Um, so we we've shown the power of Wonder Woman. We've shown the heart of of Victor Stone, and now we we cut to Barry Allen and we we show um, just how fragile he is. And you know it, it, we're talking about someone who is incredibly overpowered, um, but you know when not paying attention, uh, he's mortal. He he is he is human. Um, even though he's a meta human, he's still um, it doesn't have uh, invulnerability, I should say. So it's a good, it's a good thing to show here.
1: Right. He's definitely got some kind of resistance to like blunt force. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, so I don't know. He hurt his leg here, right? So he's uh, he he sprained his ankle, right? Yeah,
2: he like rolled his ankle or caught his ankle on one of the uh, lips, and then and then fell, right? And but then this- dodged away from the falling. Nightcrawler and then slammed his own self into the other side of
0: the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then he Which stood is, up and got shot. So at least he he he's taken some damage, but obviously going that fast and breaking cement, uh, he didn't hurt himself too badly. So I think no. he got away. He got he got the best end of the deal
1: here. <laughs> yeah. He's got some kind of like special durability, like when it comes to the speed force. It's like yeah, speed like doesn't seem to hurt him so much, but like yeah, things that like piercing or slashing stuff, like gets at him.
0: Yeah. They said, best we can do is a CTE. You just got a concussion. That's it.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, then he gets taken away by the, the, um, the parademons. And I love how um, much of these
1: things remind me of like the flying monkeys from Oz.
0: Yeah. I, I we, w- there's a lot to, to like about them. I think because of Dawn of Justice, they kind of already showed like how powerful and scary one parademon can be. And then now it's like, it's starting to get in that realm of like, well, uh, first of all, I think there's two parademons. We talked about this before, Nate, but I think there's, there's like a flying one. And then there's like a big soldier sentinel yeah, type yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. And these would be like the flying ones, which, um, it, you know, they are, what they are. It, it it really, it's just an excuse for wonder woman. Um, to do really something really cool with them, which doesn't happen in this minute. It's gonna start in, in the next minute, but um you just get to see one woman do some something really cool with that sword. So um yeah. It's 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 also funny that they had a shot like this that is very flying monkey where it's just like they're just gonna come up and take him away. Like yeah. what was even the point? Like what were they gonna what were they gonna do with him? Uh, they're uh, gonna
1: fly way up high with
2: him and drop him. I mean, they're taking him back to where Steppenwolf is, like, that side. So, like, when, when Wonder Woman does do her down B, she's, you know, gi- uh, giving them all space. Like, she's putting herself in between Flash and Batman that are behind her. She knocks Steppenwolf away, uh, you know, to, I guess, you know, recuperate. Whatever. Yeah, level
0: transition um, into the next yeah. room. And
2: uh, and then Flash gets taken away to the same direction that Steppenwolf is laying Um I oh, so wanna... they were gonna like serve him up.
0: They're gonna yeah, like. They're like. Taking it.
2: They're like. They're like. Okay, we got it. Like, you're. That's our exit. We're going. Like, we gotta. This is it. He's knocked yeah. down. We got this guy.
1: Let's just go.
0: Were those the only two parademons left?
1: They gotta be right. <laughs> I think there's a few more buzzing around, but like not Probably. too many.
0: Oh. It's like a nest. You can never find all of them. They're in the walls. <laughs>
1: yeah. They're in the walls. I, uh, oh
2: god. <laughs> so we do. We're we're comp- we're comparing them to a lot of the uh, the Wizard of Oz, and I think that is a given. Um, but I also think another fun thing to compare them to something within this universe is um like Luciferian demon kind of thing. um yeah, 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 you know, like um. even even winged demons in in hell kind of dragging uh, you know fallen angel type type uh type yeah, <laughs> with these just these yeah. dark figures, glowing eyes and 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 wings uh carrying. Carrying the hero off into the darkness, yes. uh, very, very reminiscent of a you know, uh, gods and demons kind of kind of fight. Yeah,
0: the, there's one thing um, that they don't do in this movie, which we talked about already, but it, they don't show parademon transformation. Uh, right. This seems like the only time that could have been uh, an opportunity is saying, oh, you know, we're we're taking one of them, we've injured them let's go convert yeah. bear. Let's go take him to one of the nest pods and, and get him uh, intubated or whatever. And it's like, okay, no, Wonder Woman's going to step in and stop it before you know he gets converted. But because he's wounded, he can't go anywhere. So it's like, we don't ever see that because it was deemed too scary, so they just didn't even put it in the movie. Um, it was never filmed or shot or anything, but it was always conceived that this area that they're in, they call it a nest a few times in the movie. But if it's a nest it must be where the pair demons are um they're taking star lab employees or humans from gotham and converting them here to become more pair demons but we never see the transformation in this movie so this could have been an opportunity to do that that's the only thing i'll say
1: <laughs> i kind of like that cuz like why move an army if you can build one where you get there
0: yeah and just be like the um the nest scene from the the um director's cut of alien where yeah. um I forget what his name is, um, but the, the the captain that she, uh, that uh, Ripley finds embedded in, in like, the egg sacks and stuff. Uh, there could have been, like, a scene like that or something. Yeah.
2: They, they did yeah. that in uh, Halo.
0: They do the, yeah, they do that with Captain Keith. Like the same exact thing. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I think oh, there Halo. are three parademons in the shot that looks down at the Flash, flying down, but then you only see two pick him up.
0: Yeah, I did notice that. There's three flying down and, and two that Where take did him, that so other one well...
1: go. I mean maybe he was the one that had the gun.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like shoot and grab kind of thing.
1: God. <laughs> one shoots and the other two grab it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think we uh actually. Yeah, I think it happens in the next minute. Yeah, now that I think about it. I think we find out what happens to that third one. Um hmm. so yeah. All right, we're going to wrap up for today. If you've enjoyed today's show, please consider leaving a five-star review. It really does help the show and helps new listeners discover our show as well. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can chat with us on Twitter at DCEUMinute. And if you'd like to hear more bonus content, we also have a Patreon for just $3 with tons of other podcasts to listen to. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you on the next one here on DC Cinematic Minute.